The following is a Breaker and Bane Network production. Are you ready? Are you ready? For the UFC Superstar Spotlight! How are we doing today? This is Brian Breaker. You're listening to the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. And uh, this is going to be a little bit different of an episode this week. Um, Because this week we're talking about the one and only, the Repo Man. Um, I am currently driving. I'll tell you why I'm driving. Because that son of a bitch stole my truck. That bastard. Woke up, middle of the night. I'm like, you know what? You know what I can go for? Nice, big, tall cup of water. That's what I could go for. And I look out there, and there's creepy little motherfucker with his mustache and his Hamburglar mask. He's breaking into my truck, and he stole it. And he was like, I'm stealing your truck because you haven't made a payment in a little over a year. And I said to him, well, you son of a bitch. That's actually none of that's true. Um, My truck's paid off. Um, And... Um, if the repo man came to my house, I would full on just kick his ass. I would kick his ass. Um, but I told you that story to kind of let you know about the repo man. Cause there's not a lot known about this guy. Nobody knows his real name. Um, you know, he showed up and I think what it was a 91, 92, uh, and then just kind of, kind of fell off the face of the earth in about 1993. Um, the only other time he was really seen was at WrestleMania 17. He was part of the Gimmick Battle Royal, which featured um, such uh, former stars as Earthquake, Tugboat, The Goon, The Gobbledygooker, which I was just recently listening to talk as Jericho. And uh, Chris Jericho in 95 was uh, being looked at to come into the WWE as a, as a, a gimmick. And... Uh, Jim Cornette has these are, these are two stories so uh, I'm going to tell you both these stories and I'll let you make up your own mind Jim Cornette talked about wanting to bring in some workers in like 95, 94, 95 probably somewhere in there uh, people that would come on superstars and beat the, the enhancement guys but you'd put them on Monday Night Raw and they would do the job to Shawn Michaels to Diesel, Red Hart Goldust, etc. And but all and he wanted like you know Tracy Smothers, Jim Neidhart, Bill Irwin, people like that. Well, WWE came back with well, we wanted them all to have a gimmick. So that's where obviously Freddie Joe Floyd, you know the Goon, T.L. Hopper, Alex the Pug Porto, all these kind of like gimmicky gimmicks that like no one really liked, kind of all were spawned from. Well, Chris Jericho was. I guess asked by Cornette to do that because they had uh, worked together obviously in Smoky Mountain and and uh, Jericho which I think was a smart move on his part was kind of like no I don't want to I'll stay where I'm at I don't want to do that like that's that's not a good thing and, and, and honestly he was right because I think sometimes when you do stuff like that it's hard to recover just like uh, 
for a lot of people when they uh, when they become that job guy and uh, they do a lot of losses, a lot of enhancement matches, it's hard to kind of recover. It's hard to get people behind you because they've seen you lose so many times. It's almost like I can't get behind this guy. He doesn't do anything. Um, so smart move by Jericho, but Jericho was pretty sure that since he was Canadian and his dad was in the NHL, that he was going to be the goon. How crazy would that be if Chris Jericho, the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, was the goon? Like, there would be a very different world. I guarantee you he would have been the first undisputed champion. That's for damn sure. So, anyway, uh, back on topic. We're talking about the Repo Man. Uh, Repo Man kind of came in in that era where every wrestler had an occupation. Um, and I'm going to bring up a, a, a thing a good friend of mine once said. And he, he brought this up about Fandango because he said Fandango was like a 90s gimmick. And he also believes that's kind of why it doesn't work today, which could, could be accurate. He said, but, you know, think about it. He's, he's a ballroom dancer that is also a wrestler. He said, if you were a ballroom dancer that was also a wrestler, you would dress like a wrestler, not a ballroom dancer. Well, that's a good point. That's a, which is why, you know, a knuckleball shorts you would think would dress like a uh, a wrestler, not a baseball player. Or why the repo man would dress like a wrestler, not a guy who repossesses cars. Now we're not sure if he repossesses cars because they didn't pay for them, or if he's just a thief. Maybe he just likes to steal stuff. We don't know. That's the thing is we don't know anything about the repo man. Some things I do know. I do know that he was on an episode of Monday Night Raw one time. That I know. And he stole the Macho Man Randy Savage's cowboy hat. This is no lie, ladies and gentlemen. This happened in an episode of Monday Night Raw in 1993. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and Vince McMahon were handling the play-by-play uh, -play at that time. And uh, Repo Man came out at the end of one week. And this is when they also taped, like, you know, probably two to three episodes, maybe more per night. So, like, one night would be, like, four episodes of Raw in the arena. So... They are doing that, and Repo Man comes out at the end of one episode, steals Macho Man's hat, and then uh, takes off and comes back uh, the next week, and he's got the hat on, and Macho Man wrestles him, which is one of his rare Monday Night Raw matches, because even though he wasn't, like, not active, because he still did a lot of the big shows. He was still in, like, the Royal Rumbles. He was still a part of, like, some of the Survivor Series, but he was also a uh, a commentator and uh, he didn't um, he didn't wrestle as frequently so which I think was actually kind of a good idea I heard heard Randy himself did not care for that idea because he felt that his strength was uh, wrestling not so much commentary which I would tend to agree and he felt like I'm still good I can still wrestle and Vince was like I want you on commentary I want you on commentary and uh and, you know, the rest is history. Randy Savage is like, well, I'm going to take my talents and Slim Jim, and I'm going to go to Ted Turner. And uh, yeah, from what I understand, the contract with Randy Savage was pretty much a layup, considering he brought Slim Jim with him. So, um, which, I mean, I'll be honest, I ate a ton of Slim Jims as a kid because Randy Savage endorsed them. Like, no, straight up not a lie. I ate a ton of Slim Jims because of Macho Man Randy Savage. Because when he would take a bite, they'd go, and make that sound. Snap into a Slim Jim! 
and I was just like, oh man, I want to snap into a Slim Jim. That's uh, that's that's good advertising right there. Like it's straight up, it's in your face, and people know they know what the heck is going on for show, for show. Um, so anyway, uh, to recap on the Repo Man, I know nothing about the Repo Man. No one has seen or heard from the Repo Man. I would imagine he's still a Repo Man because I would imagine that's much like prostitution. Once you get into that line of work, you're pretty much, you know, set for that line of work. Um, you know, like you're not going to go like, hey, I used to steal cars. Now I'm going to go work at the car wash. Doesn't work that way. Or, hey, I used to steal cars. I'm going to go work at fucking Arby's. Doesn't work that way. You steal cars. That's who you are. That's what you do. And that's who the Repo Man is. Um, the Repo Man was featured in an eight-man tag team match. At WrestleMania 8. I want you to listen to this star power. It was uh, the Nasty Boys, Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags, the Repo Man, and the Mountie taking on Sergeant Slaughter, the Big Boss Man, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and Virgil. So I know what you're thinking. You're like, man, you talk about an all-star lineup. And uh, you would be correct. That is an all-star lineup. Um, the Repo Man was not a part of WrestleMania 9. Um, he was there at the time, I'm pretty sure. But he was not a part of that show. Apparently, they felt that he was uh, not not fit for WrestleMania at Caesars Palace. That, or maybe he was in the casino, you know, trying to steal other stuff. Because when you're a thief, you're a thief. I mean, is he stealing cars? I don't know. I just don't know. Is he stealing, you know, he's obviously, he steals hats. You don't believe me? Go check out Raw 1993. He stole Macho Man Randy Savage's hat. But I mean, I wonder maybe, maybe if it's all not all tied together. You know, it's one big mystery. Maybe he stole Man Mountain Rock's, uh, uh, you know, guitar, and he was like, Vince, I lost my guitar. Vince is like, Wait, you know how much money we spent on that? You son of a bitch! I can't find it. You're fired. And he's never heard from again. Maybe it happened. Maybe he stole Bob Spark Plug Holly's racing helmet. He's like, oh man, where's my helmet? Nobody's going to stop Sparky Plug. And he's like, where's your helmet? I can't find it. Cut your hair. Dyed blonde. You're a hardcore. I don't know if that makes any sense, but maybe it happened. Maybe that happened. We just don't know. Really, the anything is possible. We're dealing with a sociopath, ladies and gentlemen. A psycho. A crazy man. He steals stuff. Do you steal stuff? I don't. I don't steal anything. Except maybe 10 minutes of your time every couple of weeks. <laughs> I guess I can be guilty of that. But uh, anyway, so. What we learned this week. The Repo Man is a thief. He steals cars. Good, bad, or indifferent, it happens. And, uh. We here at the Obscure Superstar Spotlight cannot condone that, even though technically he is fighting on the side of the law. When he stole a hat, that's when shit changed. So anyway, uh, thank you for listening to the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. My name is Brian Breaker. You can follow me on social media at Brian Breaker ODR on Twitter, at Brian Breaker on Instagram. And you can also pick up my uh, t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. I have nine shirts. And... Uh, yeah, some pretty cool designs. Got a new Deadpool and Green Lantern shirt up. I've got a uh, um, 
couple of original shirts. I've got a Mortal Kombat design, a Street Fighter design. So a bunch of cool stuff. So check all that out, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker. Um, you can also just search Brian Breaker on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, it's pretty easy to find that way. Uh, or, you know, like I said, or you can you know go right to the link. It works. Um, so thank you for listening to the Obscure Superstar Spotlight. We'll be back here 14 days with another journey in this obscure world that is wrestlers that you may have never heard of. But thank God we're here to help you relive it. See you in a couple weeks. Back at it again. Yeah. Real hard. It's Jenkins. What up, Jenkins? My dude, Bane. Big Bane. Let's get it. Let him know. And turn it up. And turn it up. And what? And turn it up. And what? And turn it up. Well, okay. Turn it up, can you feel it? It's got a sound to it. Feel it up in the dresser, we're feeling it. Put your waist in the ceiling, get on the floor and go kill it. Hold on, that drink and don't spill it. Yeah, I'm the one that did it, but you want this, so go get it. Up in the club, here it comes. The ratchet O's and the scones. The ballers mixed up with bombs. Nobody's gonna give a fuck. A few more drinks till we drunk. Get on the floor, get you some. Hold up.